Hello, passionate people. You are listening to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, I'm so passionate to share these episodes with you. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. Every week we share new episodes talking with people across the planet who have an inspiring, entertaining and passionate story to share, taking you on a journey to discover your passion. Welcome to episode 27, Passionate Listeners. This is a really beautiful interview with Jade Shearer. Jade reminds me of a fairy. She is light and kind and wholesome and so symbolic of all the beauty of nature that she so passionately speaks about. Jade is a nature-based soul guide, writer and life mentor. Jade is passionate about the kind of deep listening that allows us to hear the wisdom of earth and to help us find our way in these tumultuous times. In this episode, we discuss the feminine way, living a life of soulful purpose, reconnecting and remembering our connection with nature, and so much more. As I re-listened to this episode, I heard myself say amazing many times. Look, I try not to repeat myself, but Jade is amazing. So here we go. Welcome to the wonderful world of Jade Shearer. This is her story. And this is her passion. Jade, thank you for being on Passion Harvest. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Um, it's really an honor and I've been really excited to talk to you. Oh, well, it's an honor for me too. I've been looking forward to it. Thanks. And I guess if you wouldn't mind starting telling our listeners what you do, and I've just been looking at your website. It looks incredible, all the offerings that you have. But um, if you wouldn't mind explaining what you do. <laughs> well, for 20 years professionally, I've been uh, taking people out into the wilderness. That's where it started to, you know, it started really organically, just me knowing that what I loved the most was to help people connect with nature. And so I started doing that with just women. And then I was trained to be a vision quest guide, which means um, a little more in depth in-depth engagement with being in nature. It's this age-old ceremony that at the center of a vision quest, you spend three days and three nights in the tradition we did it in, alone and fasting. So just drinking water and you're alone in nature as a way to reconnect, to take time out, to um, remember. <laughs> our connection with nature and how much wisdom is there for us. And, you know, in an ideal world, some people get, um, I use the word visions lightly because it comes in so many ways, but many people understand more of who they are and what their gifts are to give to the world by being in the natural world and in a wild place where everything around us is, is being who they are. Totally, you know, so it's a beautiful mirror to look into to understand more of who we are. So there's the healing portion and then there's the investigation into what our gifts are and how to be an asset to the world. So I've been doing many variations of that kind of work for at least 20 years and perhaps for lifetimes, I think. It sounds amazing, this vision quest. And do you sleep in a tent or do you have some sort of shelter when you're in alone in nature? 
Well, we used to say it's the modern day equivalent of a buffalo robe because many of the Native American tribal people, they would just go out with a buffalo robe. For us as modern day Westerners, um, sometimes it's a tent. I used to do it just with a tarp and then we'd have our water and clothes and so on to stay warm and dry. But, um, you know, we don't have quite the spiritual training that so many of the Native people did when they were doing that regularly. But it is amazing. And, you know, we want to expose, I want them to expose themselves to nature so that we understand that we're in this relationship that goes beyond the logical and rational mind. And the more we expose ourselves, the more we're apt to um, hear the wisdom that's surrounding us out there all the time. In our current world with technology, which is amazing, we are so disconnected. I'm sure you're the, you know, you're the expert on that, but how disconnected we are from ourselves and nature. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all of the natural, the non-human world came long before the humans did. So in my way of understanding the world, we are surrounded by elders in the earth, with the earth, the plants, the animals. It's like there is so much wisdom out there. Those that have been around for at least three billion years, if not more. And, you know, if we could remember how to listen, there is so much uh, understanding that is out there that we might be able to take in and rectify some of the issues that are at hand right now as we sit on this precarious edge in the world. I think it must be amazing for you as well seeing the difference um, or the growth or the realization that people have once they've connected deeply with nature. Mm. It's so beautiful, you know, it's like people, often we, you know, I'm doing fewer and fewer actual vision quests and working more with, um, when a little different way out there, but when I was doing more vision quests, often we would get people that had never spent a night out in the wild, that hardly knew it at all, and they would, you know, they'd come back with, it was stunning, Louisa, it was like, either they'd be in tears and nearly mute because they were so engaged with this other world and but also what we saw almost every time was that people came back really with a deep love for the planet because they had spent the time with what's naturally out there and all the beings that you know we if we're lucky we get a glimpse of while we're out there so that's beautiful beautiful. and I I guess for someone that's listening how do I actually connect (laughs) Well, that's a big question, but, um, you know, there's no like A, B, C, this is the way you do it. I think the the best way is to be in as wild a place as you can and to be as quiet and as open as you can. It's like kind of like a meditation. It's like, can I open my heart and trust what's out here that it's not here to harm me or it's not here with any agenda other than to be alive and as brilliant and full of life as it is and so by witnessing that it's like gosh we just learn more about um, perhaps how we can be more alive and potent in our own lives it's lovely I know on your website you say you speak to the earth or the earth speaks to you could you explain that a little bit more So um, 
it's a it's a skill to remember i think that's what i would say you know it's i think that it's in our cells it's in our body it's in our heart to know how to listen to the earth she has so much available and so many of us have forgotten so i think so much of it is simply to open ourselves to it to be willing to receive messages it's usually not actually in the audible form for me though it might be for others but it's more of a sense of like i might come with a question and i often return home with some kind of a knowing of how to proceed or what it's trying to tell me and so it takes a real um kind of trust and faith and a uh, perhaps a remembering or a decision on our parts that that's an alive and sentient world that we're surrounded by. And um, so how could we engage as if it were an old friend, which it is, of course, it's like, can we go out and offer ourselves to the beings that are out there and trust that something might come in return? It doesn't always. And I just want to clarify when you say remembering, is that remembering past lives? Um. That's a great question, Louisa. It could be. It could be. I think I like to think of it as being in our DNA. So however you think about that, whether it was through past lives or whether it's through um, something less embodied, but that has an existence that goes throughout time. And I personally feel like um, I've had lifetimes where I knew that more. Um, uh, in, within my life on a day-to-day -day basis, but who knows? It's such a great mystery, you know, so I just <laughs> lean into the mystery. I love mystery and, um, and trust it to be a very wise source of, of um, wisdom in these times when we so need it. That was a beautiful answer. And I, I'm just interested, um, can I call you a nature expert <laughs> or <laughs> someone that's definitely <laughs> deeply connected with nature? Is nature, I don't know where you've gone across the world in nature, but do you feel in certain locations in nature, there's different feelings or you experience different emotions based on the geographical location? Mm, I definitely do. And I can't give you a rational reason why, except that um, my sense is that um, that there are certain places that hold a resonance from perhaps its history that might um, bring us to a certain kind of an emotion. There are places that I just love to be in the canyons of Utah. And there are places that I have walked into that I just suddenly was in tears simply by being in the presence of that place. And, um, is it a remembering a history that involved me? Was it a history that involved a suffering or a kind of beauty that was uh, brought tears to my eyes? I don't really know, but um, I have heard stories from from people that I have guided that have a you know different people. I believe we have different gifts, and and I have a have heard stories from a few people that were particularly able to um, tune into historical kind of suffering that I'm thinking of one woman who would walk into an area and she actually 
tuned into this area, and then we heard the stir of what had happened on that, and she was tuned to a great deal of suffering that had happened for Native American people there. So history and emotion, and, you know, and then there's the actual beings that live there, the animals and the plants and so on. And if we're sensitive, I think we, we can feel what's there. And very different in different places, I think, between like rainforests and desert and um, tropical places. It's just very oceanside. All of it holds such a different kind of resonance. And so if we open, we can feel, um, we often feel that difference. Yes. I look, I'm fascinated by it as well. And I guess potentially everyone has a different experience in certain locations Absolutely. because we're also individual. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's very unique. And that's part of the beauty, you know, of, I, I like to say that the wilder the nature, the clearer the mirror that's available to us of who we are. And um, so I think that speaks to the, you know, what you're saying about how unique each individual is. And so they have different experiences in different landscapes and with different beings on the land, whether it's an animal or a, a stone or a plant or a tree. You know, there's these, it's like, we're all relatives, you know, I like to think of it that way. And so it's like, oh, I'm meeting a relative that you don't know, but I know that one. And Yeah, there's yeah. such an interconnectedness. Um, exactly. Thank you for answering that. And I, I guess I, got, I have a few more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Living a life of soulful purpose. I know you, through your offerings or through the incredible work that you do, you help people connect with their highest and truest self or their purpose. Could you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, when I use the word soul, I, for me, that is speaking directly to how each one of us has a very unique gift or way of being in the world that is necessary and needed it's it's as if we if each individual were actually tuned into and understood what their gift was that they would fit into a kind of a niche like we use that word niche in ecosystems it's like each being has a purpose and without each being their niche there's something a little cattywampus. There's something that can be out of balance. And I feel like that's part of what's happening on the planet right now is that so many of us have been redirected towards a life of consumerism or greed. And then we forgot that actually maybe we have a very unique purpose that may or may not have something to do with making money. And so the um, global ecosystem is out of balance because we aren't all filling our niches. And um, I think it's quite, uh, for, for me, for me to feel like I am living a life of purpose has me feeling like I actually belong here. You know, I hear so often people that I work with that say, what I want to belong, you know, and they're looking outside themselves to try and belong to something. And I feel like when we actually understand our soul gift, it's a way of stepping into a kind of belonging that is beyond just the human world. It's something where we're a part of an ecosystem that uh, includes everything. It's like we're in a greater kind of communion and relationship with the world then. 
I just love that and the importance of uniqueness with our society. We, we always tend or generally try to be like someone else or trying to be the same or to fit in. But um, I guess it's not really about fitting in, is it? <laughs> it's more standing out. <laughs> well, we, when we're all being who we really are, we actually do fit in together into this immaculate ecosystem and um, but you're right you know it's like we think it's something else like we're supposed to be just like another and actually it's like yes I want to say to people like yes bring that uniqueness forward because it's so beautiful and it brings us alive and just back to if I can cut back to the soul's purpose finding our soul's purpose do you take people on the journey to find their soul's purpose well, that's what I would say the vision quest is sort of originally built for, if I can use that word. It's like, I think that, well, once upon a time when it was used in a native way, when the people were in trouble, they would go out on the land and they would fast. And, you know, it's very multicultural. It's like traditions where we humans went out to wild nature, out to the wilderness to cry for a vision as black elk said and sometimes i think you know in modern day it's more about i'm crying to know more about who i am and how can i can be a benefit to the world the way we find that is by being in this mirror of wild nature because it's so pure and every being out there is only being who they are because that's all they know you know there's there's no plant or animal out there trying to be somebody else beautifully. I really want to just note that my intention and the intention of the people I've learned from is never to um, appropriate any of the Native American or any other culture's ways, but to learn from them and then find our own sort of modern day version of that. There's so much food for thought there. And I also wanted to ask you about the feminine way. You do talk about the feminine way, and I'm just interested to know what that means or what that is or what journey that is. Yeah, more and more I find that, I well, I've started, um, I've re returned to a body of work that I started many years ago called Nature Moving Women. And it's um, now I'm working more and more with women that are mm, maybe 40 and beyond, you know, so women that are entering a kind of elderhood. But so that's the women piece. But I just want to separate women from the feminine. And I feel like inside of each of us as human beings, we have a masculine and a feminine way. And um, there's a lot I could say about that, but to keep it super simple, just feel like it is the feminine way that is. Feminine happens to be more the receptive one, the one that can lean into mystery. Masculine is very directed and outward focused, and we all need both of those. Um, and so naturally, I've, because I'm a woman, I also happen to love working with women because I really notice that when women are together, tuning into our bodies, tuning into the land, and relying on a kind of wisdom that comes from uh, all the rest of the uh, places beyond the rational, beyond the brain. It's like we learn, we have a way of knowing that comes from so many different places that is not just the intellect. So I feel like the feminine has some real um, 
ability there to lean into that part and open ourselves to listen, to feel, to gain wisdom, to receive and to give it back to the world. That was lovely. And I do definitely think there's a whole different dynamics when it's just women opposed to men as well. Yes. Yeah. And with your, I was looking at your website, your programs, you have a really interesting one called a CEO quest. (laughs) Does that involve both men and women? That is men and women. And um, I have partnered up with more in that world of CEOs in the startup world. And it's really that opportunity into those folks that are in the business world that are visioning new ways and to bring them out onto the land and put them out on solo and see how that changes or doesn't change their way forward and how they might mold their businesses and um, their the relationships that go on within the business, how that might change as a result of this. And we really see it. It's like these are amazing people that whose um, way of doing business often changes radically by having had this experience. What, what incredible journey and teachings you do. It's just, it's just amazing what you're doing for people and the awareness that you're creating for the earth, the planet and nature. It's just fantastic. <laughs> in, in the essence of time, I, I've got a couple more questions, but is there anything you'd like to tell our audience about nature or about the planet or any messages you feel you need to speak about? Uh, oh, gosh. I think I will keep it really simple. You can take the opportunity to spend time each day or even once a week out in a kind of wild place and just let yourself sit as if you're in meditation with maybe it's one uh, one particular place or one being, you know, maybe it's a particular tree that you feel an affinity for. If you just sit with in a particular place that is delicious for you and open your senses listening, really watching what comes in and leaves the area. What smells do you feel? What do you feel in your skin? And just let yourself really take the place in. And then, you know, when you feel complete to also give thanks or whatever your way of closing that sort of sacred space is, I think that you will be changed just by that kind of simple practice of like a a little time with the natural world and letting it know you're available and listening and that you care. And I think that that would go a long way for both you as the individual, but also for the world and the natural world and the beings that you come across out there. What a beautiful and powerful message. And it's so simple as well. It's such mm-hmm. a, and I really love the word is. you used delicious, a delicious spot. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so true and it's so, you know, it's so understandable. Whatever resonates with you, I love that. On a final note, I always ask my guests, if someone is looking to find their passion in life or their purpose, what advice would you give to them? Mm. I think I would return to that advice of like, dare to be different, dare to be vulnerable, dare to speak your truth of the way you see the world and dare to be your authentic self. You do not need to show up like anybody else. And in fact, it would serve the world if you showed up as uniquely true to yourself as you possibly can. 
That's just such a beautiful and unique answer. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Jade, thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest today. You are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. It's really been an honor and such a simple but powerful message you're putting out to the world. Just connect with your remembering or connect with nature um, and the uniqueness. I love it. So thank you very, very much. You are so welcome. Okay. Thanks for doing what you're doing, Louisa. <laughs> Bye, Jade. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow Passion Harvest on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and please rate and review it. Share it with a friend and inspire them to develop their passion. Goodbye and until next time, keep spreading that passion.